0: this episode is all about creating that relationship with the F word. Yep, you got it, finances. Traditionally, males take on a lot of financial stress. So we wanted to be able to encourage a space that develops sharing that financial responsibility. And you know what, I ain't even gonna front. This is something I am still learning. So we've actually got one of my go-to YouTubers to help give some insight into building a finance relationship. I know for a fact, crypto is a massive thing being spoken about in the sports arena right now, and that is definitely something we'll dive into. So yeah, let's just get to it. Before we jump in, a know on our content, we do touch on suicide as a result of financial pressures, so we understand if this is a sensitive topic for some. We encourage our listeners to reach out for support from a professional if you are experiencing similar feelings and also feel free to reach out to us. We are always here.
1: Welcome back to our third episode. It's the empowerment month of May. Yes. (laughs) So Donnie and I have been doing some background work about the strategy and where we want to be going moving forward in this space and how we can do it and best serve our community yeah today we are speaking about developing the relationship with finance and a bit of a disclaimer (laughs) we are not millionaires (laughs) yeah not yet (laughs) so we're definitely both on different parts of our journey within the finance world for sure so with both of our insight we hope to give you as much value as possible and a place where to begin
0: yeah somewhere to start anyway Mm -hmm. I also think that this topic people don't really like to discuss finances like it's kind of like a oh don't go into that yeah definitely so I kind of wanted to debunk that myth and just open the space up a bit more I feel like that would be the best way to serve
1: yes and
0: give value Yeah, on the episode today, we have Mr. Eddie Moon joining us all the way from the USA. I actually found Eddie on YouTube last year around November time and I just started my journey in the cryptocurrency sort of world and I was literally in the seeking out information mode. And guilty as charged, uh, I feel like a lot of people kind of go through this, but I reached out to Eddie when I had made an investment into Bitcoin and it was going through a massive drop. Uh, I just could not bring myself to tell Adam, my partner, Mm. because I thought I had... Blowing our investment well five months later we're still together so something is going right and anyway eddie was there like he helped me through that sort of process <laughs> anyway eddie's youtube episodes provided me with a strategy that i felt confident in doing i think he breaks down investing in such a basic um way and also gives great insight into entrepreneurship. entrepreneurship can i actually yeah, say I that, that word, that word. <laughs> entrepreneurship, and just kickstarting on different areas of investing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. So, Eddie, do you want to introduce yourself? I like to always get some insight into where you're from and a bit of background.
2: Yeah. So, hello. My name is Eddie, and uh, I'm from a Los Angeles, California area. I went to a college called Biola University, and I majored in art. But being an artist, I've noticed that a lot of artists around me were always either broke or didn't make enough, or always managed their finances poorly. Which kind of got me really curious in how can we, you know, have our art community, artists, uh, financially do well in their future so they're not always struggling. Artists are great at making artwork, but they're not really good at business, and so I was always curious about, you know, exploring both worlds. And so that's what I do. You know, on my YouTube channel, I do like to talk about investing, personal finance, cryptocurrency and all that stuff. And more in private, I like to help my friends who are artists uh, to invest and to get out of debt and uh, manage their finances. And so that's where a lot of my joy and passion comes from.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And that you're touching on that space because there is such a stereotype around struggling artists. Yeah, that is so true. Um, you always hear that artists yeah, are, are
0: struggling. And I love that you're passionate about it and you're addressing that. So it's really good to hear a little bit of background on that sense on why you do, do what you do. Have you always had a relationship with finances and how did you begin your journey?
2: That's good. Yeah. So I never... I never had any particular relationship with finances. It was the opposite because my parents came from Korea. Korean culture is you work hard, you make money, and you spend it and enjoy it. There is no teachings on investing because in Korea the term investing uh, is associated with gambling, and so they, my parents, never thought about investing, uh, and it was it was really. An interesting upbringing because my whole life, my parents would always say they don't have money. We don't have money, so we can't do X, Y, and Z. But I would, I would always see them buy new things, eat expensive food, always sending oh, us wow. to like expensive tutors and lessons. Mm-hmm. And so my mind was always like, how does that make sense? How do we not have money but always being able to do these things? Looking back now, uh, it's clear that my parents didn't know how to manage their money, money properly. And we're always going into debt. And that's just because that's kind of the cycle that Korean culture, Koreans went through. And so I decided to break that. I was like, I need to change that, especially for my future family. In college, I did have poor money management. Yes, I did. Uh, I went into a lot of debt because that's what I've learned. After college, I was like, all right, uh, I cut up all my credit cards. I needed to... uh, Do you guys know Dave Ramsey?
0: No. No. I was supposed to. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) We'll (laughs) get on on it.
2: Yeah, just just YouTube Dave Ramsey. He's kind of like the America's. Um, poster boy of like getting out of debt okay. and so he's really ah, gotcha. big on just like get out of debt cut up your credit card save uh, and so okay. that's the first time I heard of him back in 2016 yeah. and so uh, he was kind of like my distant mentor and how to manage uh, money and yeah that's kind of the the beginning of everything
0: I love the fact that you've linked it back to like your Korean culture and you know your upbringing and things like that. Um, I feel like a lot of people
1: will be able to
0: just relate to that. Yeah, and
1: breaking that generational um, cycles. That's like we see that in so many different areas, just not finance Mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, that's amazing to touch on.
2: Agree, and it's it's cool too because initially at first, I think Korean Koreans Korean culture is it's more emphasized. But you realize it's just a human thing. Mm, like humans just love is. to spend when they don't have enough. And yeah. it's a cycle that continues. So wanting
0: more. Anyway, um, let's go into what was the first venture you sort of like went, set yourself up with, or went into, obviously went through the credit card cutting and things like that. What was your next sort of step? What did you sort of naturally progress to?
2: Yeah. So I think I forgot when somewhere in, in 2015, 16, 17, I had a huge mental breakdown because I realized how much debt I was in, uh, uh, like including student loans and all that. And so the first thing I did, yes, I cut up my credit cards. Right after that, I just started saving everything I made. I cut down on expenses. I think that's like the biggest thing, you know, um, eating out less, hanging out less. Uh, and then I also ran a, a, a business as well, a small business. And so I also had a small business, uh, a shop. Uh, screen printing shop yeah and i still run it till this day so it's been awesome and amazing but um
0: we'll probably dive a little bit deeper into that when it comes to like the entrepreneurship side of things but it's really yeah. interesting to see that you went cutting up your credit card to then like sorting out your lifestyle making like that lifestyle change yeah. and then you went into like savings that kind of thing and then you went into your entrepreneur sort of things is that correct
2: Correct. Yeah. So everything that I pretty much made, I put it down to pay my debt off like as as soon as possible. I didn't invest because uh, what Dave Ramsey teaches is not to invest when you're in debt. Uh, Initially, I didn't really understand what that meant. But now that I'm out of debt, I completely understand because um, when you invest, because I I tried investing while I was in debt and it was very stressful because I was like, I kind of need that money to pay my debt off and when i see my investments go down you have the psychological like <sighs> shoot maybe i should sell it like you, can, you kind of have this battle but when you're out of debt you can invest freely without um
0: having that feeling mm-hmm. exactly
2: without that fear of like will i lose my money um mm. but yeah that's kind of that was the kind of the order of what i did
1: your
0: progress uh,
1: thank you for sharing so for our listeners who may be struggling at the moment with debt and as we know, it's common because we've already spoke about it. If you feel comfortable enough to, would you be able to elaborate on your journey from being in debt to now coming out the other side?
2: That's good. Yeah. So when I had that breakdown, I was, it's not as bad as most people, but uh, I realized I was around like 40 to fifty, forty-five thousand $45,000 in debt. I broke down. And I was like, God, what am I, what am I doing? Like, why am I in so much debt? And I think that was the first time ever in my life where I don't know if this is too personal, but uh, I had empathy or I was, had empathy towards people who were suicidal because my whole life, I've never, never thought about suicide, never understood why people would think of taking their own life. But at that moment, I remember thinking like, wow, like it would be so much easier if I just took my life and uh, get rid of all this pain. But of course, I didn't. I mean, I'm here. Uh, but I was able to really empathize and understand that that feeling for the first time, uh, which really motivated me to get out of debt much quicker. So after I got married, uh, it, there was a whole different goal in set. Every, the, my entire goal that I had before was completely erased because now that my wife and I got married, we had combined debt. And so it it was much different because now our debt pile became uh, close to $120,000. And so we were like, all right, we have, we're $120,000 in debt. Um, it's fine. We can do this. And so we, we sat, we talked, and so we got all of our savings that we had, we put it towards our debt. And so we had only enough savings just for, uh, like two, three months worth of rent and a couple more expenses, like emergency fund, emergency funds. And then we decided to, we made a goal to get out of debt by the end of 2020. And so, uh, I took on extra work, extra jobs, figured out a way to increase my income, um, double down on everything that I had and sacrificed a lot more. And so even my wife and I, we went on the same eating schedule of just eating like rice Mm -hmm. and chicken and like eating, we barely (laughs) ate out. Uh, and we were okay with that. We were both okay with that because we both came to agreement and we got out of debt by the end of 2020, and so 120 thousand oh dollars out uh, within one year. So that wow, was amazing.
1: Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh,
0: that is unreal. Yeah. But, but what a journey to go mm-hmm. on with your partner.
2: Exactly. Like, yeah.
1: I feel like that's the excitement in it, or that's the the growth. That would be so much growth between <laughs> both of you. The Agreed. Education that, that you would have had to go through, having that plan, both yeah. of you on the same page. Oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. Tackle it. And, and that's
2: the most important thing. Yeah, you really have to be on the same page as your partner. The challenge that I'm having right now is actually yeah. spending because I've built such a habit of not spending. I'm having a hard time spending now.
0: Did your friends <laughs> did your friends sort of understand like that kind of, you know? No,
2: they didn't. No. Really? So, yeah, I think that was okay, maybe that was hard. Uh, Because my friends would always say, like, Eddie, why don't you hang out with us anymore? They would kind of like guilt trip you and wanting you to hang out. But I had very set goals uh, in place, and uh, I just made sure that I had I fulfilled those goals. Because when you when you pay down your debt and when you're thinking about the future, you have to get rid of that short-term satisfaction for that long-term legacy that you can build out. And so while I now that I'm out, you know, I still have friends who are in debt. And I was like, man, if you started this journey with me, then like you would have been out of debt today. But oh. they didn't. Yeah. And, and so did you,
0: did you kind of share that what you were doing with them? Yeah,
2: like, all the time. It? Yeah. Oh. So I had a few friends, I would let them know like, hey, this is how much I'm in debt, accountability. And there would be a group of friends who were like, oh, don't, you're so extreme about this. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I've seen my parents in debt. And I can't end up like that.
0: Can you share some of the goals?
2: Yeah, it it was really simple. All it was, was everything that I make, pull aside what I need for expenses. There was like bills, rent, all that stuff. And everything else just put it into paying off debt. That was really my goal.
0: All right, let's look at um, breaking down various methods. I know we mentioned a little bit about your savings, a little bit of investing, a little bit of entrepreneurship. So let's break down those a bit further. Uh, so we'll start with savings.
2: Yeah.
0: What's your sort of process on saving and storing money?
2: That's good. So the first method that I ever used when it came to saving was the 60 20 rule. Okay. Uh, if you've ever heard of this rule, it's where you use 60% for your bills, expenses, and everything. 20% of 20% you save and 20% you can spend. leisure, entertainment, food, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that's what I did. Now I don't follow that rule anymore because I invest a lot more. And so the way that I save now, uh, it's very, not a lot of people do this. Uh, There's a very few people that do, but where I like to store my cash and my savings are usually in index funds, mutual funds, and in cryptocurrency, and so every time I get paid or any time I have uh, cash coming in every month, every week, uh, I immediately just put that into the stock market or I put that into Bitcoin. In the long term, a lot of the market, if you look historically, the market tends to go, is always in an upward trend. Yes, there are some you know short-term pullbacks, which freaked a lot of people out, but you look historically the past 10, 20 years, uh, it's in an uptrend. And so... I like to keep my money where in an asset where it's growing, especially when it's liquid. So, uh, I don't know if, if we're going to talk about Bitcoin, but I love cryptocurrency and I love Bitcoin. <laughs> we extreme, will. <laughs> it's so liquid and it's fast and it's just a, a, an amazing technology and okay. way to store wealth. And so,
0: I feel like this is sort of going into investing. So, I put, I sort of put, um, crypto and like Bitcoin and things like that into the investing side of things. Saving and investing, you've sort of bought those two together in I that did. sense yeah. yeah so maybe it's best to like just jump and in, dive into yeah. it now but i feel like <laughs> maybe take the rein on this. the people yeah. that would be listening they're probably new to it a lot of females don't invest or don't mm. save um or don't um maybe they save but it's in the bank do you know yeah like it's that yeah. traditional way of mm-hmm. saving wait before we start what's your insight on traditional method of saving
2: Oh, like to just put like having money in the in your bank account savings mm-hmm. account yeah Oh, Sorry. I don't I don't like it. I have zero dollars in my bank savings account. Yeah. Why?
0: What's the main reason?
2: Because when you have it in the savings account, I, I feel like every at least in the US, there's a two percent inflation rate. And so every every year your your cash is depreciating. And so people who have their money in the savings account, your your cash is losing its purchasing power over time. And yeah. so for me, when I store it into something like Bitcoin, my purchasing power is gonna be increasing over time. Even even the safest index fund, where it tracks the S and P five hundred or the Nasdaq, yeah. is, is a very safe you know way to keep your purchasing power. Um, and so I just don't like having my money in my savings account. Uh, yeah. Historically, every time I put money in an asset or invested it or store my wealth in Bitcoin, uh, it just does well. And so yeah. I don't know, like it's mm-hmm. it just makes more sense to me.
1: <laughs> I think. As Donnie said before, we're both at different stages within our financial journey. And I am definitely like, my kids call it a noob, (laughs) or whatever they say. Forever calling me that. But we are so new in this market. Donnie kind of planted the seed. One of my mentors was like, you need to just up your financial IQ. So I set a time away each week, whether that's just hour to listen to a podcast, read a book, because Growing up, nothing. It was, you make money, you spend it. You wait to your next paycheck, do do the same again. So pretty much living paycheck to paycheck. And then I shared with my partner the possibilities because we had all our savings in just a traditional bank. He was very skeptical. He said, go away for two weeks and learn as much as you can. Because a lot of people that I know and I've told that we've got into crypto have said, isn't it a scam yeah it's um isn't it gambling yeah Yeah. so we've had that come up a few times Mm. but i just want to maybe for the people who are listening who haven't got into this um space yet where would you recommend they start
2: yeah uh man there's there's so many ways to start (laughs) There's a lot of robo-advisor kind of investing platforms. Uh, I use Acorn. Acorn, I don't know if you guys heard of Acorn, but that was like my first introduction to investing where you link that app to your bank account. And every time you spend your debit card, it rounds up to the nearest dollars and it invests that amount. So if your Starbucks coffee is $4.25, it'll round up to $5 and invest 75 cents into the stock market. And so it's just ah, kind of a very yeah. small way to start investing mm-hmm. and okay. um uh, and once you see like you know your money grow over a year you'll be like wait <laughs> why am i holding money in my savings account when i can just invest all of that right mm-hmm. and so that's you know you can there's, there's a lot of other um apps you could probably find
0: yeah i think the mm-hmm. one in the uk is money box it's similar to what you what you're saying.
2: Best way is just to open up a brokerage account um, and just invest into um, the S&P 500 um, and index fund, right? There's a Dow, Russell 2000, there's a NASDAQ, and there's, the, what did I say? S&P 500, Dow Jones, uh, the, uh, the NASDAQ, and, and the Russell 2000. Those are the four well-known mutual funds or index funds available. Mm-hmm. And if you just invest 25% equally, you can get a taste of how the market grows, right? Okay. uh I think that's another way yeah go on I,
0: sorry I I think with what you're saying with the um stock market we didn't really we haven't touched we haven't even it. touched on the stock market <laughs> yet.
2: Yeah. but
0: maybe it's elaborating on that what's the stock market so
2: when you invest into the <laughs> stock market like the S&P 500 you're investing into 500 different companies right Maybe. and so all at once instead of trying to choose like which company should i invest in and mm-hmm. so when you invest into the stock market you are investing into US companies right? when you invest in cryptocurrency that's a that's a whole different world and so you yeah. are essentially investing into blockchain technology you are investing what i like to say is when you invest into bitcoin you are investing into money that's such a weird concept to grasp but mm-hmm. if we had if I could you know go back 20 30 years and invest into the internet I would love yeah. to yeah because look at it now you-
0: yeah. exactly
2: but the thing yeah. is you can't you cannot invest into the internet it's just not an op- it's not a thing mm-hmm. um and so the next best thing is being able to invest in internet money and so that's what Bitcoin is um, and cryptocurrency is
0: mm-hmm. Did you go straight into Bitcoin or did you go Bitcoin and now you're doing more like stock as well, stocks as well?
2: Correct. So I got into both stocks and cryptocurrency and I had a mentor who kind of helped me through the stock market. And so I had a, like a huge, I I was, I accelerated my learning curve Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where I was able to teach others really quickly and so uh i yeah i don't really share too much but i hold like private investing sessions with my friends with people who want to learn Mm -hmm. and so people always refer uh me to their friends their family and i would just give them like personal investing sessions through zoom and like that
1: oh can we can we get one (laughs) yeah
2: i would (laughs) love to (laughs)
1: that would be so fun oh my gosh i think that's where we're going with our next question Yeah, yeah What resources are available for people to really gain that knowledge around? So, predominantly, we're crypto at the moment. Yes. I I could not like give my partner stocks at the moment (laughs) because mine would blow and it would be, oh, he would be like, stop. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, the resources that are available to upskill your knowledge around crypto.
2: YouTube, that's it. YouTube, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I keep saying, it. I'm like, just watch anything, exactly. and
0: everything. Yeah. yeah.
2: I can't emphasize enough to everybody around my circle, like YouTube. Yeah. You have you have all the answers. My wife learned how to cook through YouTube. Like yes. oh, school does I not teach that. you that. No. <laughs> like YouTube that will life. teach you everything. It's crazy, <laughs> and so I always tell people, like, just go to YouTube. Like, if you have any questions. Um, mm-hmm. What is the stock market
1: yeah so now because we don't watch the news and i said this is our news now so we wake up in the morning and just watch a little thing about the market in the morning and it's like our news (laughs) yeah that's that's what we that's what i do as well Mm. how to take away that thought of like it as gambling how to take that out of the equation and really look at it as you're investing in
2: your future. Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, so if you're trading, um, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're trading, that's where I would say that could become borderline gambling if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Cause I've seen, I have friends who have lost a lot of money through trading. Mm-hmm. If you're investing long-term, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about. That is, yeah. you, you can't, that can't be gambling. Do you guys have 401ks? So I know okay. your 401k is like
0: your retirement fund,
2: right? It it is. Yeah. So that, superannuation. But when 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 people have the, their 401k is comprised of the stock market, I think people don't know that, right? Yeah. Uh, when people talk about retirement funds and health insurance, your health, like our America's health insurance, when we when people give health insurance company their money, they grab that money and they put it into the stock market. That's what they're doing. Yeah. And so what What people don't understand is that everything that the bank too, the bank uses your savings account. They put it into the stock market so they can grow their money, their wealth, and they give a a, a point, I don't know, 0,01% 0, 0, 0, back to us, right? That was the interest. Zero one percent <laughs> Yeah. It, it's, that it's, was it's the crazy. interest. Yeah. And unreal. so when you see that's 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 how and that's why investing isn't gambling uh trading though it, it can be
0: so um so the, let's go into like the entrepreneur stuff so the art of making money entrepreneurship um what is your number one advice on it
2: yeah uh, I, I don't know if there's a number one <laughs> There's so many but uh i'm gonna stick with what i really believe and that is to really develop a skill that can solve problems. Yeah, solve uh, people's problems, problems in general. Um, you know, there's a saying where like, if you want to be a billionaire, just create a product that can help a billion people and sell it for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Well, aside from that, I would say increase your income, mm-hmm. um, multiple sources of income. When people just depend on one paycheck, I think that's it's going to be really difficult.
1: Yeah, I think we've seen that last year with lockdowns. Everyone that was depending on one source of income.
0: And I think in this space as well, during the sporting arena, like a coach changes or something happens where that income can go just as quick as it comes. We had a situation where that has happened to us. So that's where I started on like, we need multiple streams of income so that we're not relying on just one. So how do you view entrepreneurship?
2: The way that I've always viewed um, entrepreneurship and life in general was... If you're still in your twenties, you're still very young. That's kind of like what I still, I, I truly believe. I remember when I turned twenty, I told myself, Eddie, until you turn thirty, I want you to try and do anything, and you don't have to be successful at anything. I want you to just, just try something and find what you love. And once you find that, um, that's what you can do for the rest of your life. Right? Amazing. And so. I failed at a lot of things I did. And so when you told, when you told me that your daughter, you know, she failed already, I think three, three businesses. Yeah. That's amazing. That's that's like the best experience ever.
1: Yeah, And some people don't even start. I know. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I said to her. Her yeah. brother was going, well, you failed. I was like, well, at least she started. Yeah.
2: Yes. Like people, people think they need to figure out that one thing, yeah. but like, yeah, how do you yeah. know if, if it's that one thing you just don't and so
1: <laughs> yeah. we, we just went ahead yeah. and did this and started this space space for us wow. and it's evolved yeah. so much within like a month yeah um wow. but it's just starting if we were still back doing the logos figuring out the yeah. strategy we wouldn't be on a call with you right yeah now. we just perfect. yeah we'd still be researching brainstorming yeah
2: Very-
0: any last advice for those starting out
2: uh, with investing Yes. Yeah, final
1: entrepreneurship.
2: word both oh uh, both just start,
1: just start. <laughs> yeah. can everyone find you
2: yeah so uh you can find me on youtube uh type in eddie moon um you can also check out eddie it's just where i have my screen printing content on there mm-hmm. um but those are the two main places
0: i think <laughs> yeah i think we've got a really good insight eddie thank you okay. so much
2: definitely sounds good (laughs) yeah sounds (laughs) great
0: thank you all right thanks bye Bye. Bye. have a good night thank you bye so that sums up our first empowerment month of may episode we hope you got some value if you enjoyed the episode share it with your friends families partners and anyone else you feel might benefit from it in the episode we discussed a workshop with eddie so reach out to us if this is something you might also be interested in Because we are for sure going to be organizing one. Once again, you can find us on Instagram. My handle is Adonia Lewis. And also I am Maddie Rose for Maddie. And just reach out to us. We're always down for a chat.